0: Welcome to the Odds Checker Cheltenham Festival preview on Tuesday we are covering here. We are at the Sydney Arms London's horse racing pub and I am joined by three absolute experts to my right hand side. To my right immediately we have Neil Channing, professional punter from Betting Emporium. Of course in the middle it is Odds Checker's very own tipster Andy Holding. And on the far right Tony Calvin, racing broadcaster, journalist, tipster and now expert podcaster as well. (laughs) <laughs> all right, don't take the piss too early. <laughs> 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 we at OddsChecker are giving away four VIP tickets to the Grand National. To enter the competition, simply place any £1 or bigger bet on the OddsChecker app on all four days of the Cheltenham Festival to be in with the chance of winning it. It's a really awesome prize, the VIP package includes tickets in the Lord Sefton Terrace with access to a complimentary private bar, as well as an exclusive preview and tips from racing celebrities such as Mick Fitzgerald and Davy Russell, so download the app now and get. Betting. On to Tuesday then, and we're recording this on the Thursday, the week before. Just about eleven o'clock starts, and it's raining outside currently. Reports of some rain around Cheltenham as well. So before we get into the Supreme, the first race of the festival, just wanted to ask you guys if you had any thoughts about what the ground is going to be like when we get to the uh, when we get to the big day.
1: Um, I'm working on the basis of heavy. Um, apparently, a trainer walked the course on Tuesday and said it was heavy, false patches. If they, they couldn't have raced on Tuesday, looking at the, looking at the going uh, forecast for Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, it's looking pretty wet, especially on Sunday and Monday. Um, I don't see how it can dry out appreciably. They're currently calling it soft, but I'm working on the basis of very, very testing, which is obviously uh, could see some trainers rerouting their
0: horses. Do we think that's been factored into the market so far? Do you think that you're seeing horses that
2: should go on that ground being shorter than they would normally be? Doesn't appear to be. I haven't checked all the markets, certainly for day one on uh, this, this morning as I left before I left to come here. So um, I think t- t- Tony's right. I think it is going to be soft, heavy in places. There's no, no other, can't be anything else really. I know we usually get away with good to soft, but uh, mm. that just looks a million to me. So yeah, you, I think you need to work around now if, You know, with four days to go with, with that very much in mind.
0: On to the Supreme then, and just running through the top end of the market, Shishkin. Is the favorite at 11 to 4. Uh, I'm just going to say now as well that William Hill are basically the only bookie on the odds checker grids that aren't no run, no bet. So they are best priced for most of these. I'll try and give you a variety of prices because remember, if you're backing them with Hills at the moment, at the time of recording, and they don't run, you've done your money. Whereas with most other bookies, you will get your money back.
3: They've tended to stick with that Hills over the last yeah. few years as a definite policy to mm-hmm. so be best priced,
0: but not. Well, it run, means, know that. you know, looking through our grids, they're basically bold type on everything, which I guess is quite a good marketing strategy. But yeah but
1: I, I think it's uh, why I play it I mean I can I can get on a, a few could hills the way I play it, if I fancy a horse and they're clear top price I'd probably put half my stake on with hills and half stake on the non one I know better as well so um, I think it's I think it's a decent uh, it's makes them distinctive anyway
0: yeah well I think for the champion hurdle we will get on to their best price in every single horse but here they're 9 to 4 about shishkin 11 to 4 is the best mm-hmm. price that's with Paddy's and betfair uh, with and Falange, they are best price at 7 to 2 and Allen. Unlikely to run uh, is five to one with them. Uh, Abracadabra six to one. Fiddler on the Roof fifteen to two. Chantry House eight to one with with, with Hills seven to two market price. Uh, just to say that before I ask you, there's been a bit of a move on the exchanges with Astaire and Falange trading as the favourite on Betfair at about four point two to four point five. Last price match on on Shishkin around about the five point zero mark. Mm. Um, Andy, I'll come to you first, and this is a race, of course, where we've seen some short price favourites really kind of make their mark on the scene, thinking of Duvan, Altior, but also a couple of hot pots that have really gone missing and not really kicked on. So how do you judge those two at the top end of the market?
2: Given the conditions, you'd probably slightly favour Asterion Falange because he looks, uh, as far as I can anywhere a thorough stayer. Uh, when he won at Leopard Stand last time, I didn't think he had to do a great deal to beat the other two, We're very much under par. Um, easy work and Mount Leinster wouldn't be anywhere near grade one standard, even though easy work had won a graded race the time before at Limerick. Um, he did it in like fashion, his time figure uh, was okay, it wasn't anything sensational and his time comparisons on the same card didn't really stand out up against the likes of Black Tears and, and the Wave of the Sea the other two, two mile races on that track, so immediately when he over, uh, over the line I did the numbers I thought he's useful but he's not, in my eyes, a horse I want to be backing at his price for, for the Supreme, unless it was genuinely soft and became an, almost like a, a two and a half mile race uh, similar to last year, with, like with uh, classical dream winning, um, Shiskin I think is the fastest horse in the field. He's sectionals mm-hmm. at Newbury from three out, two out, and from the last on the running were sensational when he won. That two starts ago, um, he had nothing more than exercise canter really um, at Huntingdon last time out to be a useful horse. Blue, uh, but the the ground is a little bit of a worry, and there's also a stat flying around as well um, that <laughs> I think I think everyone's now privy to that stat that. Um, it's a good one as well. Uh, hun- the Huntingdon yeah, yeah. form. Uh, hun- mm. I think there's about 120 horses have run at Huntingdon on their warm-up run and none of them have won at Cheltenham, <laughs> which I'm sure Nicky Henderson um, um, would, uh, probably didn't know before he ran in there. Um, whether that makes any difference, I don't know, but anyway, these stats are there to be broken and, and it all depends how much store you take in them. The one I've backed in the race, I've actually backed two. backed Fiddle on the Roof uh, prior to the Tolworth. Um, he did some good numbers on the lead-up to the Tollworth, but my thinking was that if he's going to be 64 to win the Tollworth, and he wins it well, he'd be a good deal shorter uh, for, the, for the Supreme, that's the case. He's almost been the forgotten horse in many respects. That Tollworth always works out quite well. Some of won it uh, in similar fashion a couple of years ago before he won. But if the ground is genuinely soft, heavy in places, It's hard to see him not going well given I think he's one of the only few horses I've seen this season who's run a good time figure and actually quickened in soft or heavy ground. They had had a lovely side on camera that day at Sandown from two out to the last Um, and when he really did come away from some useful horses and powered his way up to the hill. Traditionally Colin Tizzard doesn't have many runners in the race so it's not really a yard you're you're drawn to like Mm. a Mullins or or an Elliott or a Henderson. But he's just one of those horses I think you want on side given what the conditions are going to be. So I'm quite happy with him and Edward Stone as well. Um, I, I'd, I'd want the ground to be a little bit better for him in all fairness, but he ties in with Fiddle on the Roof. Uh, he's got a good engine, and, and whether, whether he's quite good enough to win, I don't know. But I'm more than happy with Fiddle on the Roof. I think he was 8 to 1 last time I saw.
0: Yeah, Fiddle on the Roof, currently 15 to 2 15 with to Hills. Two, yeah. Sevens around, no, no 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 bet. You should be okay with Coral, uh, Ladbrokes and Betfred. Neil, how do you see? This one
3: I was kind of quite liking Edward Stone I think he's a horse that uh, pulls quite hard and would be suited by uh, a fast pace here um, uh, It's trained by Alan King uh, but I, I kind of agree with you Andy the ground might have put me off a little bit. I've got a friend on Twitter hard to believe know, <laughs> um, <coughs> uh, whose name's Rick and he's uh, he's at the claimer 1984 and a couple of weeks ago he tweeted and said, this is all wrong, this market. Um, you know, it reminds me a bit of My Tent or Yours against Champagne Fever. Uh, I, I, I don't know, I'm probably this is not really helping with the young viewers, but uh, <laughs> maybe it's a bit of a sort of Graham Gooch against, uh, you know, David Gower. One's a bit more sort of flairy and uh, yeah. uh, the other one's a bit more of a slogger. Uh, and I, I sort of, in those kind of matches, I always like to be with the slogger. Uh, a little bit more than the flary uh, one and I, I so I don't really like I'm not a big fan of Shishkin actually uh, and I, I think um, yeah I, I I definitely could see the reason that they flip-flopped uh, whether I want to go in at these prices though on Asterion and long, I, I'm not sure uh, I think yeah the market's probably made its mind up um, it's a race that looks like it's maybe going to cut up a bit though there's kind of a big five and then not much else behind uh, so you know traditionally on the day bookmakers have been quite keen to offer you know interesting offers on the first race of Cheltenham in order because they feel like people load up their account and get going and they can keep those punters all week uh, I'll be very keen to have a look you know if if somebody you know possibly Denise might give us a bit of Quarter first four or something like that. That could be quite interesting. Mm. Uh, but right now, I've, I've slightly kept my powder dry on the race. So I, I, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna revisit it, see how heavy it is. But I, anti-post, I don't think I'm gonna play on this.
0: Tony,
1: um, I think Shisking interested me like like the guys there. I think the ground was a big uh, issue there. I mean, I I do a column with Nico, and he was you know he said this horse has got you know push button acceleration. He said, I said. Reminds you of Altior? You know, he, he wasn't really drawn on that. But the, the smirky game you suggest, you know, wouldn't be a mile away. But, you know, whether or not the ground's going to blunt its speed, we'll see. Um, I think you can make a case for, for quite a few in here. The the interesting one with the ground, if you take the view that the ground's going to be really testing. Uh, now, I wouldn't be completely surprised if Envoy Allen comes here um, from the Ballymore. There's been a few nibbles. um on for as as we speak, he's into about eight to one. No one, I no bet, um, and he is the shortest two to one. non one, I no bet with the fixed odds firms. Um, Last price. Uh, sorry, sorry. The exchange price is all in. Yeah, right? yeah. Not, um, 9.0. Yeah. So I just think, I just think that he could really shake up the market. I actually, hope he does go here, because I've laid him for the more at two point seven. But it wouldn't surprise me. I'm, I've been told that you know they are they would they would consider that. Uh, so Envoy Allen could really shake up the market here. I, I don't know how he would how he would fit into that market, but I think a price of around about two five to two is is probably realistic. So if you are betting to that market, the potential you know has been for for a lot of these horses to drift. I think you can make a case for Shantry House, and you know you know I take the point about Fillora. The interesting one for me, and he's, the problem is obviously he's got loads of uh, festival entries. Um, I think he might go down the handicap route off, off his mark, but the one that really interests me in here, if he ran, especially over a testing two miles, is Stolen Silver. He, his form ties in with Shantry House, he ties, ties in with Edward Stone. Now, the exchange price suggests he's not coming here, uh, but if he did, I mean, he, I think he was—he came up easily the best horse in the weights against Shantry House uh, Cheltenham. I think he was giving £6 pound that day, picked up Edward Stone. And if you saw his run in the Betfair Hurdle last time, I and mean, he was like, he flew after, and he's, I think he's one of the horses that were really disadvantaged at the start. I think a strongly run two miles in, in deep ground is right up your street now. I suspect they'll go up um, for the handicap route, and he's in the Ballymore as well, I think, but he would, he would really interest me as rocking up here. But uh, at the moment, I haven't, really, I haven't really played in the race, but uh, I wouldn't be totally surprised uh, if Envoy Allen did rock up here, and that would obviously really shake up that market.
0: Yeah, two horses there to back. No, on no bet. If you are going to take <coughs> take them uh, as your selection in the first, five to two. Envoy Allen is with Ladbrokes, who are offering that, and then fifty to one you can get on Stolen Silver, with Bet365. Is that no, on a bet? Yeah.
1: Neil, we could be doing business. <laughs> Here we go.
0: That sounds good. Uh, just a quick mention for a horse that we went and saw in Ireland a couple of days, a couple of weeks ago. Soviet Pimpernel, trained by Peter Fahy. Uh, Peter um, has a couple of horses going here, having had the favourite for the mares ruled out a few weeks ago. So if you want to see that interview and the day we spent with him and find out a little bit more about that horse that we'll all be cheering on at OddsChecker, then go to our YouTube page and you can see uh, a day in the life of Peter Fahy uh, and fingers crossed the Soviet Pimpernel gives him a good account. On to the Arkle now. And Notebook is the favourite at the top of the market, at eleven to four with Hills, five to two general. Uh, Fakir Duderi second favourite at five to one. That's with both Skybet and Hills. Bruin Upper Storm six to one. Cashback 6, uh, 13 to two, and six to one. Uh, Mary Banry fourteen to one. Rouge Vif, fourteen to one. As are a couple of other ones: Global Citizen, Esprit Delage, uh, and then eighteen to one. Bar. Uh, Andy, come to you first again here. Um, how do you see the Arkle panning out?
2: I think it's a good ankle this year, um, based on the time figures I've got for the first five or six in the betting, they've all run to the standard that I would expect a grade one horse to have achieved before they come here in the ankle, which is great news because you know that a lot of them are running a championship environment already in various different places. Um, no, Bookie's he's hard to knock really, apart from he's, he's a little bit hot, mm. and obviously he was a bit buzzy on the way down to the site last time at Lepestam, which is a bit of a concern, you know, 60, 70,000 people there first day. Whether the atmosphere might get to him I don't know. But talent wise you can't knock him, he's just a, a brute of a horse that goes a really good gallop. And the fact that he did still win last time out right, and see off cash back is testament mm-hmm. to his, his his mind as well. He's got a lovely tenacious attitude to go with his ability.
1: I think they're gonna stick earplugs in. I've yeah.
2: heard that as well, yeah. hood or earplugs. I think you can wear a hood in the in the parade yes, ring and, you and can. take it mm-hmm. off as well. So yeah. there's there's a few pacifiers <coughs> there just to kind of calm him down if that uh, if that might um, if, if that's gonna be allowed. Um, because like I say, time figure was he's done two really good numbers. funny enough, I kicked myself because he did a good number first time out I thought God almighty, this is off the scale this is and he was twenty five to one and uh, I must have been I, I didn't I didn't take the price so I'm a little bit annoyed that I should have jumped on. Uh, I did back fakir do do this however before he ran, so I'm quite happy to see him potentially get there and not go to the marsh and you now the grounds going to be heavy. whether he's good enough to turn the form around with notebook uh, i I don't know, but what I would say is I didn't think he was Ridden to best effect last time out when he ran against Nobuck. His first two wins, where he was attacking from the front and jumping well and got all his rivals in, in, in trouble. I thought that was when he would his best, so he, he didn't really get a chance to, for, um, to be playing to his strength last time out. Now the five year old allowance has gone since I think 2006. That, that slightly tempered his enthusiasm with him. I don't think the five year olds are as dominant as they were, um, but he's a good horse, Facco Duderis. He ran well in the Supreme last year me um, has been a good solid stone and on an his horse um, ground's a problem for brewing up a storm if it went really heavy, I think on good to soft soft mm. he 'd be a massive player because even though he 's won two small field races, both have been extremely strongly run, and he comes out very well in figures, particularly the Carlisle run when he flew from four out to win he was last yeah. four out and ended up beating the likes of you know good time bobby midnight um, le- a legend and um, there was another good horse in that race. Can't quite remember. Oh, uh, Global Citizen. You know, these are not mugs, and he went by them as if they were standing still. Um, so that's the shape of the race. I didn't see anything at a big price. So I was mad keen on. Um, if you gave me a bet now, it probably be, it would have been between Faké Duderis and Bruno storm But the ground edging towards heavy as we speak. Yeah. I think the Fakere Duderis each way angle is looking fairly solid. Do you Tony
1: Tony. Yeah. Um, I probably go along. Like, it's not my kind of race. This. I, I think. There's not a lot between quite a few of these. Um, you know, the fact that it ties in very closely with the cashbacks and your notebooks. There's not, I can't really get a, a handle on it. Like you said, I, I think I can, they are very, very confident about brewing, on, uh, brewing up a storm. But again, you know, if the ground is really testing, that would be a consideration. Um, they, if the ground's really testing, they might come here with Mr. Fisher instead of the marsh. I mean, there's, like I said, there's so many horses that are, in you know in races with uh, only the intermediate trips might just come back if it's really really testing and Mr Fisher could well be one of those. The interesting one is is arguably Baphom Obviously everyone just thought you know there was some you know he was backed into about ten or twelve before that uh, that run behind Notebook and uh, obviously he's drifted out. I think he was thirty three to one with Hills uh, at the moment uh, uh, all in price and I think that's pretty much reflective of the exchange price as we speak now. Now. I'm told there might be an excuse last time, I don't think there's been a public uh, announcement about it what it was but I was, I'm told that there might be a reason for that pretty dismal showing behind Notebook in Ireland and he, he went off a 9-2 chance there so the fact that they're actually bringing him here after that kind of performance suggests that you know they think he's got a lot more in his locker. I think his, his earlier win uh, over Spyglass Hill has worked out really well, I think loads of winners come out of that race. And obviously, we know he's a really, really good hurdler as well. Now, if it came up testing again, a strongly run two miles, and you know there's plenty of pace in this race as well. I mean, you should never prejudge you know, how how strongly a race is going to be run because you know, sometimes you know jockeys react to you know the pace angles themselves as well. But I thought by home, if you want to take a chance at 33 to one with Hills, or I think it's 36 on Betfair at the time of uh, time of speaking. That might be angle into it, but I'll be honest with you, I did not uh, It's not a race that really floats my boat from a betting point of view.
0: Nothing, so nothing firm, I would say, from Andy or Tony. Neil, can you provide the goods?
3: I wish I could. Uh, it's normally a race that I I do get stuck into because it, it normally it cuts up, and often you get to play anti-post. You know, fifth, first, three, and then suddenly there's only seven runners, and you you've got yeah. yourself uh, the the third kind of running for free. Um, I don't think that's going to happen this year, even though the ground might m- mean that we get, you know, a few more withdrawals than normal. Um, <clears throat> just because it's wide open, you know, the, the nearer the races are to three, the field, the less chance they're going to cut up. Uh, no, but I just can't back really. I, I really struggle to back horses that have played up in the preliminaries yeah. uh, on their previous run, and it's probably a fault of mine because they generally it's in the market and they've drifted. I'm sure Notebooks drifted because of that uh, and Brewing Up a Storm was one I, I did look at but I feel like I've missed the boat I'm kind of kicking myself because I, I sort of nearly took ten to one last week one day and now it's kind of six to one and I, I, I don't like doing that. <laughs> that's a, That's a bad habit to get into. Um, I, I was going to go with the skeleton one, uh, Mayor Ban- Banri. I think uh, I don't know whether I've said that right. Mayor I, Ban- I don't know if I right, said it right probably. either, but yeah. Uh, but uh, I mean, it's four from four over fences. Uh, I think it's going to be ridden to kind of pick up the pieces and try and kind of you know get there quite late, uh, which might make for a good each way. But the shape of the race is not particularly each yeah. way at the moment, unless we get uh, you know a bunch of withdrawals on the ground. And actually, that one might not be one that really wants it too soft. So I don't know. I might have to go back and have another look at Esprit de Large and or possibly even Rouge Vif uh, for Harry Whittington. But uh, right now, I, I think I can't see a reason for rushing in the Thursday before and doing something here. With so many question marks, I mean,
0: I'm, just, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to leave this <laughs> race at the moment. Rouge Fair one that's trading a big price on the exchange, so maybe one that's going to uh, yeah, not yeah. run due to the ground. Yeah. But what the good thing is, I guess all three of you have said that you're not keen to back Notebook. So if we can take anything out of this, maybe it's opposed. I think go on the, the divide between
2: us really epitomises the race. I do think it's a very difficult race to have a go in now as we speak, <clears throat> until we've seen what the ground's like, until we've seen mm. the full field. We've got horses that can yeah. be parachuted in. It's it's a tricky one. Immediately um, when you look
1: um, at that. It's just like a. It look, looks like a no, rate, no race, uh, no bet race before you even look, uh, go, you know, delve into it, doesn't it? It's, I'd say, you know, if you like notebook, yeah, but there's not a great deal between quite a few of them, and obviously now we're working on the premise of soft, heavy ground. But you know, forecasts are often wrong, but I think you won't go far wrong, you know, working on that basis. But even so, I mean, you've got horses maybe rerouted here from the marsh. It's it's a very very tricky one to play at the moment. I. I just I hold fire. If I was going to have a bet in the race, I might take a chance of buff home each way at 33s.
0: And and takes. So he wouldn't take the non non no bet. You'd take the. Uh,
1: like I said before, I might take half my stake oh, at 33s each way, and 25s I'll, it is an RMB. Oh, if it's 25 non on a bet, so you know, it's a, yeah, I'd, I'd probably go half and half. Yeah. Okay.
0: On well, now to the Ultima, um, where we have Vindication is a six to one favourite. The conditional. Nine to one, Discarama Ten to one. Who dares wins. Ten to one. Kildasart. Ten to one. And then Mr. Malarkey. Twelve. Sixteen to one. Bar. Obviously, plenty in there. Um, as ever with the handicaps on this, on this preview, need to keep it pretty tight because you've got to get through all the races, and we need to focus on maybe the ones, uh, the headline races. Let's say. So I'll put it to the floor. Mm-hmm. Any any horses you just want to point out?
1: Uh, I'll I'll go because I haven't. Mm-hmm. I've had a bet in the race. Not one I bet. bet. Um, again, if it if it turns up soft and heavy. I think I've done my money. Uh, the horse is Cobra Demai, has got form and soft ground with uh, Sapage in the past, and didn't run too badly on, on, on soft ground at Kempton in the season. This horse has just come back to the same mark as when uh, dotting up at Cheltenham in April on better ground. You know, I, they put a seven pound claimer on it in the last two starts. It's been an eye catcher, as they say, on both occasions. Uh, came off the pace in the Sky Bet last time uh, when ridden out the back. Uh, they bypassed what I thought was a great opportunity in the old racing post chase to come straight here. But I don't think they've got their ground. The key to this horse is it's handicapped to win. I think they know that very well. Like I said, it's come, the handicap has really given it a massive chance. Um, the key to this is a more prominent ride. Uh, and it and also hasn't been wearing its tongue tied cheek pieces on its last two starts. And that's where all the, the headgear combinations, where all his best forms uh, come with. Uh, if cobrabryma turns up and the ground's not that bad um, then obviously uh he would be he would be very very interesting I think you can get 20s no no yeah it's been, um, at least it's five. again but if they do if they do come up here because they might just run <coughs> regardless of the ground it might be a big drifter and heavy ground would would really concern me about the horse and uh, but yeah I mean I think he's handicapped to win if he gets if the ground's not that testing then yes i'll I'll, I'll be pressing up But I suspect I'll probably um be on a drifter on the day if, it, if they do decide to run.
0: So the advice pretty one to wait for for Monday to Tuesday? To
1: uh, if you like, yeah, I, I would definitely wait on the ground for that for yep. sure.
0: Neil?
3: I've had a bet. i back to backed Um I backed it at Cheltenham last year and it, it kind of ran alright but not great and then it went on to win at Aintree. Uh, ben Pauling's stable. I, I think they've got this kind of oilseed rate thing. I think mm. that happens to them sometimes. Mm. They they had a terrible time before Christmas anyway, but um the horses are really running all right now and um I, I thought it ran really well last time. i was a, I I'm not saying it was a quiet ride, but it was you know, it, it kind of was never, It was quite quiet. It was never quite <laughs> win, was it? It was never quite in the race. Uh and I, I sort of thought, Oh yeah, well, that's good. Let me just go and have an extra bit on for Cheltenham. Uh, yeah, he,
1: twi- he was 25s in the immediate aftermath of that, wasn't he? Yeah,
3: yeah. The ground um,
1: would concern you for that, though? A little that horse. bit, yeah.
3: yeah. Um, or the uh, likely ground. I mean, the, the, the one thing I would say about this race is the quarter first four is tremendous for punters. And, uh, you know, you don't even need to be getting bonuses of quarter first five. Or, and a quarter first four is very decent. They'll be overbroke on the places. I'll, I'll really get stuck in it. You'll get
1: six on the day, when many uh, places? Yeah.
3: Well, you'll get six or yeah. fifth. Probably, but I I, like, I I tend to side with a quarter first four. I think it's kind
1: of. Does mathematically two, that play out? Does it?
3: it? It's each a two with a fifth or six, but a fifth the five is poor compared with a quarter the four. Yeah. Um, Interesting. But uh, I'll, 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 I, because of that, I'll definitely bet three or four on the day each way. And side is already in the book. I think Mr. Malarkey's is another one I quite like, the Tizard horse. It was fourth in the RSA last year. Um, and uh, I think it's, it's in a bit better form now than it was earlier in the year.
0: So Kildasar, 10-1 to 1 with Labrix and Coral, mm-hmm. quarter of the four. Mr Malarkey, 12-1, to 1, but most of them are a fifth, uh, five, except for Unibet, uh, who are 12-1, to 1, quarter of the four as well. Um, interesting stuff on the place terms there and the benefits of taking the four places, fewer places for the quarter of the odds. Uh, Andy?
2: Yeah, um, I haven't been a bit in the race up to now. Um, sound like you? Yeah, I, I yeah. Just, it's a race I'm very, very, have an anti-post view on. Um, if I, if I was going to have a bet on it, uh, um, and he did get in, I, I think the condition was the one I'd probably back. I just think he's really solid. Uh, it was a good win in desperate conditions early oh. on in the end at that November meeting. I, I was there that day and it never stopped raining. Mm. I watched the video back again last night. It absolutely, like, ran their ankles, and he, he came up the hill no problem. So bad sh- memories
1: of that race. I was on West Approach. Yeah, talking. West <laughs> Approach did, did
2: his usual trick, didn't he, of, of chucking it away when he looked like... on. Yeah, it's a bit of a bit of sick nut. But, so, yeah, mean, he, look, he, you know, He's got Cheltenham form, which is great. And he's done nothing wrong in his two runs subsequently. You know, that, okay, he might not have been in vintage Hennessy, um, but it, you know, he, he was a good second to do a rash counter. Didn't quite get the three-mile five, but he chased a hot pace that day, and it, he paid for it late on. Um, but dropping back to three-mile once, after every ground, not a problem. He's fresh. Uh, and, and the fact that he's going to get in somewhere down the foot of the weights as well, that, that might help him as well I definitely On this ground,
3: I, I like to bet horses that are back in trip rather than horses that are up yeah, in trip. Yeah, definitely. Than, uh, if I have mm. to choose, yeah, for sure. Especially each way. Yeah. Uh, if you bet something up in trip each way when it's really testing, you, 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 you're having aspect. two very correlated bets that yeah, yeah. could easily both go into the toilet quite quickly. Yeah. yeah. The conditional
2: 9-to-1 nine, yeah, nine is quite a bet at the moment. If he gets in, great, but if he doesn't, then I think the 20-to-1 for the Kim Muir is definitely worth looking at. Okay. You almost need to be... Getting the entries coming through on 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 Monday to see whether or Sunday, sorry, mm. and see if he's he's in there, and if he's not, then react quickly and back in for the Kim Yor.
1: I think bookmakers are alive to that yeah. now. They suspend yeah. the markets plenty early enough now.
2: On now to the, the
0: ugly duckling, I'd say, of the Cheltenham Festival this year in the Champion Hurdle. I think my nap is that some someone on Tuesday will tell me this is the worst Champion Hurdle in, in living <laughs> memory. Mm. Uh, we hear it a lot. Anyway, epitante is most the years.
2: Yeah, well, yeah. So, no,
0: we hear it most days at the moment, yeah, I should yeah, say. Yeah. Um, Epitante is seven to two, uh, favourite at the moment and tight to that on the exchange. Uh, Pentland Hills is five to one. Uh, Honeysuckle, as we've been told uh, in the last few days, unlikely to run here, but it's currently seven to one. Uh, non-run, no bet is nine to two best price. Uh, Chiles Emery, who has been supplemented for the race, eight to one with Hills, uh, seven to one elsewhere. Darva Star, been tipped up in a few places, i to say, uh, twelve to one. Currently, best price, uh, Super Sunday 12 to 1, uh, and then 14 to 1, 16 to 1 bar, Fusel Raffles, mm-hmm. Curse Sublime, uh, and Charger 14 to 1 as well. Uh, Andy, how do you assess the strength of this race firstly, and who and who catches your eye at the prices?
2: Yeah, it's pretty obvious. You don't need me to tell you that it is substandard, um, but it's great for punters because it's a brilliant wide open race. You know, four or five places on the day, you can make cases out for. You know, plenty of horses in you know, at 25, 33 to 1, nicking a place or even winning so I think it's a good race to play in uh, and you've got a, a favourite that is not exactly bomb proof uh, okay, she's shown great form this year the Gerard and win was exciting the, the Christmas Hurdle win was even better beating a, a decent field You know, the likes of Ballyandy, they're, they're good guidelines but she's all about speed isn't she you look at her, she quickens really well, sharp turn of foot very soon to the Shiskin um, she bombed down last year's festival obviously that's well documented, it was down to the the virus and all that kind of stuff we, we know that but still she hasn't gone and proven herself at Cheltenham she, she she's not like a lot of these who've been around the track have been there and done it um obviously there's been a little bit of a scare as well mm. in the build-up which is not ideal um but yeah i I'd, I'd be quite happy to take her on and, and look for something else obviously Pentland Hills is my number one choice I, I put that up probably about two three weeks after he won the still, trial Still year. strong on, on him? Well yeah I mean if you in fact, to be honest now, I'd look at it and say 5-1 well, one's probably plenty short enough, given yeah. his two runs this season hadn't been, uh, although a little bit inconclusive. Um, first time out, I thought he needed the run when he looked the most likely when he going out the last. He blew up on the running. Haydock, similar, pull very hard in a small field tactical race. That didn't go according to plan. Um, looked like he was still going to win, but just faded close home. So that If you're on the side of the fence while well, he's soft and he doesn't go through with it and he hasn't finished his race, then you want to be taking him on. But he's, I think he's one of the potential horses in the race that could also, on the flip side, mm. do something really good like he did in the Triumph. And In a strongly run environment like this, he only gets that once a year. And as he proved it last year when they went quick in the Triumph, he came through and stayed no problem up the hill. So, like I say, 5-1, to one, not so great, bigger odds, fair enough. If I was going to have a fiddle around with something now, I'd probably look at Core Sublime and and Silver Streak. I think Silver Streak's always a horse you need to have a look at at four places 33 to 1, 25 to 1, or whatever he is. 25's the hills, 20's the bat. I thought he ran a lot better than his finishing position suggested at Kempton. He made a bad mistake, 3 out. He literally derailed him. He went right into the roots, lost his track position. Had to fight to get back in it and still stayed on very bravely. The track wouldn't have suited him. He loves Cheltenham. He was second, third last year, was he? Second third, third last year. Third yeah. last year, mm. under similar conditions. Uh, I could see him running well. And curse of blind, he looked all over the winner, the way the race was panning out Leopard's down last time. out, and For one reason, he just seemed to cut out. And I, I was almost amazed watching it. I thinking there's something wrong with him now. Mm. He just didn't come up, come home as strongly as I thought he would. Subsequently, been, they found him had a breathing problem. His win's been done. Uh, and he's run beyond Pentland Hills as well, He was, he was, was him and Pentlands were the last two horses off the bridle in the Triumph last year, so yeah. I've backed Pentland Hills but I'm not frightened to have a couple of quid each way on Curse Sublime at 20 to 1 and Silver Street 25 to 33 S- to 1, four places with those it, two. And you're giving
0: false prices here, you can't Sorry. do that. So <laughs> Curse <laughs> Sublime 16, 16 to 1, best okay. price,
2: and then 25 to 1 as I said, yeah. I'm more than happy best with best. those two, yeah. They both love the ground and they've both got Cheltenham form, so they'll do for me other than Pentland's.
1: Tony, what are your thoughts? Um, I can't get the people who knock the Hills. I mean, I've lost track of so many times people say, oh, it's soft, you know, and, you know, he can't battle. I mean, obviously they didn't watch him at Entry last year. Um, now, clearly he's he's traded very short on both his starts this year uh, and got chinned, including by Ballyandy at Haydock last time. They've they tweaked his win since. I don't think it's anything too dramatic there. It was a just in case kind of uh, operation. But yeah, I mean, if he gets a strongly run race, um, and the way he won the triumph last year and the just way he travels through his races and he'll give you every opportunity if you're a back to lay merchant to get involved. The problem is um is the ground, I mean I don't think if it if it does come up heavy, I don't think it's ideal for it. I'm with Andy on Silver Street. I've actually I've actually backed about four or five um on Betfair, uh, win only. Silver Street's one of those. I'm I'm worried about. It's very testing ground for Silver Street Um I backed Charger at thirty threes I the ground won't won't be ideal for that, albeit it went on soft at Galway. Um yeah, I mean I, I backed not so sleepy immediately after Ascot as well. I think you can write off that Betfair hurdle run last time. Um standing, to one
0: around
1: there now. Yeah, the standing start did for him there. Um yeah, I, I just I keep I keep on coming back and I've been pressing up I've been pressing up a few times on um, Call Me Lord. Um it's twenty to one now, I think you can get twenty eight on Betfair win only. You can play it either way that you want. Um, I just think if he does come up really heavy, I think that's the horse that you want. Uh, obviously, it won uh, at Cheltenham in the year, beating beating Ballyandy. You know that uh, that dismissed the you know the left-handed claims. Obviously, he's he shortened up a bit and drifted back out again after that Sandown win la- uh, Sandown defeat last time. But he just needs a strongly run race coming in late. And that uh, that Sandown race, that Contenders Hurdle. I mean, the likes of Bouverdere and Rooster Booster have you know scrambled home in that race and. Sand down, soft ground, small fields. It's never going to play to Call Me Lord's uh, strengths. At the moment, I would like to say I, I backed quite a few in the race. Um, I'd be m- most keen on Call Me Lord at the moment. Um, I think twenty to one. No one on her bets, probably very fair. But you might want to go in win only on the exchanges. Well, I think it's a potential shortener. Um, yeah, uh, but I would add in. They've left Honeysuckle in this race. Mm. They said they've come out and said no. It's a, we're taking on Benny De Jure in, in the uh, in the mares. On, on Tuesday, on uh, Wednesday, everyone's surprised. Honeysuckle's left in the race. They've given themselves the option there. If it comes up really heavy over two miles, I wouldn't be me if they, if they switched. Now, the Betfair price suggests a 30 at the moment. They're not going to do that. But it wouldn't be the massive surprise if Honeysuckle was rerouted here if it is really, really testing on the opening day. And should be vying for favouritism with Epitump for certain.
0: So, cycle nine to two at the moment, non-run, or no bet. If you want to just chance it, as you say, about twenty-five uh, yep. for the. Um, I think
1: no, nine to two, record. non-run and no bet is, is fair. I, I I can see her really
3: vying for favouritism with Epitome. Neil. Uh, well, the problem for me with this race is that uh, I, I sort of feel like because, as you said, people are sort of saying I was the worst champion hurdle for ages, and it's really wide open. Uh, it makes you think, well, I better have some each-way bets, but it's not really a you're not really getting any bargains if you're taking a fifth first three uh even a quarter first three you You'd need people to be giving you first four uh you know this is as competitive as a 16 runner handicap mm. uh, for the field 10 bar three uh but with you know much worse each way terms mm. so I, I much as i kind of like the idea and i've been sort of toying with the idea about backing silver street each way on the basis that it will kind of be there on the mm. on the plot late doors um, I, I I put myself off because I, I just can't back each way in this race. Um, I feel like there is a trading opportunity and I haven't done it yet and I keep meaning to and I'll probably do it the second we leave here. Uh, I think Super Sunday can shorten right up on the ground uh, and you can laugh and say well you know it's a bit old and you know it's running the stairs and all this kind of thing but this is going to be a proper slog on nasty ground and I think I just think if something's going to go from sort of double figures down to quite a bit lower, uh, that's the one that I could see doing that. But you know, I mean, obviously it's it's you know it's not a horse that's got loads up its sleeve, but people might just wake up and think there's quite a lot here that aren't going to enjoy this very much, and I think Super Sunday will be. Plodding on at the end in a in a race that might be a proper slog.
1: If about if about, if the vast majority stand their ground, we've got 19 at the moment. It wouldn't surprise me, given the nature of the race, if some if one bookmaker went five places. Yeah, yeah. You. So, like I said, the each way angle now three places is probably not as enticing as it will be on the day, as always. I think you'll I think you'll be a, get a general four places.
3: Yeah, day one is a day when firms like to yeah. try and do offers to suck people in. It's often the supreme because that gets people. Yeah depositing and betting race by race. If it's not, it's the champion hurdle. Like it seems like the obvious thing to do if you're a bookmaker and you yeah. want to attract people, go four places. Given the tight-knit nature yeah. of
1: the race ratings, wise like you said, it's effectively it's not that far off a very, very mm. tight-knit handicap, is it? So yeah, I, I think you'll get four places if you want to wait and like, someone might stick their head above the parapet and mm. give you five. Yeah, I
3: could see
0: that. As ever, make sure you check the odds checker grids where you can see every single firm's place terms at the top of it. And Super Sunday currently twelve to one. Neil's selection there. Do you think it's might not for much longer? Not for much longer. By the time this goes out, even for lunch, I reckon (laughs) it's probably going to be a fair bit shorter. Um, On to the mares now. We need to rattle through these last three races in order to hit our time constraints. Um, But Benny De Dieu is eight to eleven favourite. Honeysuckle, who we've just spoken about, two to one with Hills, uh, thirteen to eight best price. No run, no no bet. That's with Paddy's and Betfair. Roxana, the winner of the race last year, after Benny. Uh, fell at the last is nine to one or eight to one. No 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 bet. Stormy Island same price, uh, eighteen to one. Bar, I'll open this one up to, to whoever. If you want to talk about the match at the top end or any others that you might pick well, up. Well, I,
3: I I bet the winner last year. I don't like to boast or anything because I'm I'm proud of the fact i bet the winner. I'm not embarrassed. It pays <laughs> the rent, and uh, it's filthy each way. But I'm I'm going to back Roxana each way again. I mean, why not? It, it's, it won it last year. Okay, it was very lucky. To win, but yeah, you had your pace uh, money yeah. sign up anyway, didn't you? Yeah, exactly. And it likes the soft ground. And uh, this is a, this is a very good race for each way punters from a punters' point of view. Very bad race for bookmaking. Um, I, I think Benny's a bit different class, really. Uh, and I, I, I kind of could. If someone said to me, "Would you rather back or lay Benny at four to five, I think I'd rather back it. But they're not forcing us to do anything. Uh, so Roxana each way will do for me.
2: Andy. Yeah, I think Benny Gagero's got this race signed sealed and delivered. It's yeah. hard to see it against them. in mean, a her number when she won the Galma at Garum was absolutely off the scale. I and mean, she never came out of third gear. Uh, the, one of the fastest hurdle times I've got all season long, that there was no hiding place that day. And she made you know, useful stays, look, second-rate uh, Penhill and obviously Apples J pulled up. Um, and she would have won this race comfortably last year had she not fallen. But obviously, f- for my column, I'm, I'm not going to be tipping at horse at 8-11, to 11, even though I think she'll win and win easily. I actually think Honeysuckle's got a better chance of winning the Champion Hurdle than beating Correct. Benny, did you? Ge- even though the odds suggest that they've made the yeah. right decision. I actually think they, yeah. they, they would have a better chance in the Champion Hurdle. So like Neil, I'd probably end up putting something up on the day each way without the favourite. I actually went for Roxana each way without the fav last year and that, that was luck uh, that would have come up anyway. Um, um, but you have got the double whammy with it winning. I actually think Stormy Island's got half a chance of maybe reversing the form with Roxana. She was third. But I think Stormy Island's actually improved quite dramatically this season. Her time figures have been very good. and She just looks a little bit more hardy, and a bit more durable than she had previously. They used to try and make the running with her, and she's very much a heart on her sleeve, horse from the front. But they've kind of like allowed her to settle and drop in behind and give her a chance, and that's resulted in her seeing her races out much better. So it wouldn't surprise me if she was the forgotten horse on the day in the with market but then in the without market she becomes quite a nice tidy each way proposition. So well, you,
3: you could back Roxana and Stormy each way yeah. and if you just get one place out of the two in, yeah. the, in the straight up market yeah. uh, you get your money back so that's not too bad. No. Is it? And two places is quite possible there.
2: I'm quite happy that yeah. what Honeysuckle ships up here because mm. all of a sudden that each way without a favourite market is going to look really mm. attractive mm. for either Roxana or for me personally which the likelihood is I'm going to go down the Stormy Island route. Yeah,
3: they, are they, do they have without the favour at the not No, it would be, it would it would be in be the kind of four to seven, no. six bar, would it? Mm.
1: No, they, nev- they never do any post without, yeah. without the
3: favour. I mean, you'd probably be able to get six to one each or two, the Roxana, the Island in that yeah. region. Yeah. No, you won't, no,
1: you won't. The top price nines in the, in the market at the moment. There's no way with Benny to do out of it. You're going well, to be Honey sixes. Is going to be
3: reasonable odds on, isn't it? She'll be odds so, on a lot Well
1: Will she be running? Well, that, the beauty of this is we're going yeah. to find out. Which is well, the, yeah, be- that's true. The beauty of this is.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, if you fancy Benny to eight to eleven, a fair price at the moment, anyway. I mean, she could be freeze on uh, freeze on two to seven if Honeysuckle does yeah. lock up in the yeah. champion. So. If you are, I'd never, I would never back at those kind of prices. I certainly wouldn't tip at them. But if you are that kind of punter, the eight to eleven Benny is very, very fair. And you know, if you're just so minded, if you want to, the other certainty of the festival, as far as I can see, is, is Paisley Parker has a very similar price. So could be the double. Yeah, it could well. You could well go down that route. But yeah, I mean, Benny Dejour eight to eleven. I, I certainly wouldn't be laying it at this point because obviously you, you could be if Penny Circle does go elsewhere. Um, like I said, you've you've definitely done your money. Um, the only other interesting one is maybe Apple's Jays at sixteens each way. Now she's eight, and obviously she's, you know, they're talking about retiring her after last time. But uh, um, you know, she was on ratings at her Pomp. She was a, a better horse than, than Benny Dejeur. Obviously, she might have regressed to such a level that she might be, you know, you know, totally mm-hmm. lost the plot, and she might not even go elsewhere. But obviously, that's not a factor with no one on her bet. So. Six. I wouldn't probably be laying sixteen apples jade number one on no, no, that bet because I think they'll they'll only go to the festival if they're really being pleased there. Um, but yeah, I mean for me, I think Benedict, it's eight to eleven. If if, if you're going if you have to have a bet in the race, that's the
0: one. On well, now to so the last two races of the of the day on the Tuesday day one uh, the two and a half mile handicap chase the Northern Trust Company Novices Handicap Chase is next up. Uh, Imperial Aura is the six to one favourite. Galvin eight to one. Hold the note 10 to 1, 14 to 1, Beatstown. And then, you know, 14 to 1, there are about five or six horses down there, 14, 16s. Uh, got to be quick here. Uh, open it to the floor. Any fancies? Yeah, I,
2: I've, I've backed Imperial Aura, not at massive prices. A couple of uh, better judges um, have, have got uh, double figure odds. But the day when it h- this horse finished second to Simply the Bets. I've got a massive t- time difference between Simply the Betts' victory over Sepage. There was roughly about five seconds difference on the final circuit, which really? is a huge amount for a novice race compared mm. to an older horse handicap. Sepage is a 150 odd rated, mm. you know, good solid handicapper. So those novices were really trapping on, and it's no great surprise that simply the bets has also been very well back for the Brown advisory, and on the slopes have been put up by some good judges dropping back in trip in the Grand Annual, so those three horses um, there seems to be a lot of people who do time figures nowadays mm. and sectionals like me and have worked out that these three could be very well handicapped. It's just your money, Andy, I think, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Should have been
1: on the related anti-post treble I know, there. I know. Um,
3: I'm not averse to those, actually. <laughs> no, no. It's uh, when horses are yeah. tied in on form yeah. uh, to, to have them in.
1: Well, one the one. angle, the, well, one of the angles that some people have uh, put up is like if you're going to back Honeysuckle for the champion, 9-2, 9-1, I bet, mm. and couple it out with Benny a, a eight to do eight 8-11. Yeah. Because obviously, if that goes there, Benny's got 8-11 to about a 2-7 to poke.
3: Well, and it's obviously simil- but similar to what you were saying with the Supreme and the Ballymore earlier. Actually. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. yeah? Yeah. I mean, if, you, if you're going to uh, bet the favourite to switch from like the Ballymore if Andy, Andy the said Supreme, you should double it with the second yeah. favourite.
1: Like Andy said, if you've got and a really, really strong opinion about one level of form, the three horses are all running mm. different races. Yeah.
0: It's kind of yeah. like... Putmaker Partners are going to be delighted. Yeah. Yeah, to that. That. Sorry, going totally he, filthy related really, contingencies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These related doubles, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're here to close a count.
1: <laughs> no and I, he, I've had
3: a bet here. Yeah, I've bet yeah. Galvin each way. Um, I, I do bet each way anti post in these races because, uh, well, this one's maximum 20 runners. So, um, you know, if you can get the quarter first four, which you can, Tattersall's rules on each way, it tends to mean you get that. Uh, that's super fair for the punter. Um, I mean, you know, the heavy ground is never ideal. Really, it's a lightly raced horse. It's only a six-year-old. It's only run three times over fences. Uh, but you know, it's Gordon Elliott, and uh, I, I think is it still eight to one with Bet Three Six Five? Yeah i don't know, my fella must have not must my Must not go out of bed yet. I sent him a text <laughs> about half an hour ago. <laughs> dear idea, oh get it quick while it's hot. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, it, trace it up and now get me a bit of golden <laughs> and silver, fifties, no one, on a bit the supreme. Have a little double.
0: Uh, Galvin, yeah, eight to one there for Neil. Although it sounds like that might not be around for too long.
1: Tony, so <laughs> uh, I looked at you you? this afresh yesterday, and I had, I thought, you know, the imperial simply the bets imperial law reform. I had a look at that race and I thought Champagne Court ran quite promising mm, there.
3: In, Jeremy yeah. Scott.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing we'll touch on a bit later means is stable form. I'm just talking randomly now, Gordon Elliott's not in the same kind of form that Willie Mullins is mm. coming into this festival. So I think stable form right near the t- right near the time is is something really to consider. Now but yeah, Champagne Court, you know, was coming back off a two-month break there, and then it was well beaten in fifth, but he wasn't given a hard time at all. I think the ground's actually perfect for it. Uh, fourth at the festival, uh, I thought it was fourth in the Martin Pipe. Rare uh, jumped really well in the main on really testing ground at Sandown in the season. I thought Champagne Court 16s, maybe 20s in the place was quite interesting in there, It and be interesting to see if Champagne Platinum turns up here. Um, I think that's been targeted at a handicap. It's a, a grey horse of JPs, and uh, but I don't know if that's I don't know if that's coming here, but. I've I've had a little uh, tickle on Champagne Court, but nothing nothing too dramatic.
0: Champagne Court twenty to one. Champagne Platinum sixteen to one. Hopefully, plenty of champagne on Tuesday afternoon <laughs> if those one of those two goes in. Uh, on to the National Hunt Chase now. Carefully selected the very short price favourite for this race at seven to four. That's with UniBet and eight eight eight. uh short six to four in places. Battle over Doyen, second favourite at seven to one. Ravenhill eight to one. Uh, Lord Dementzill nine to one. Forza Milan nine to one. Uh, Springfield Fox eleven to one. Twelve to one. Bar. This is the last race of the day, very quickly. Uh, again, put it to the floor. Anyone with anything to, yeah,
2: um, to put up? I mean, if you watch carefully selected last time, mate, you, you, you're you going to have your heart in your mouth watching him mm-hmm. around Cheltenham, um, particularly if the ground's going to be very testing, It puts more premium on jumping out the ground, particularly over three mile five or three mile six, whatever it is now. You he should, should point out he's trading about five to two on the, on the machine yeah, he's as got well, to. Man. He'll make errors, there's no doubt about mm-hmm. that. He's not all of a sudden going to jump everything perfectly. Um, he just. He was just awful at uh, Navin, even though he still won, which you've got to give him some kind of credit for. But yeah, he, he's definitely vulnerable at the front end of the market for me. Um, I, I've i actually come, I'm coming round to Newtide, um, Kim Bailey's horse. He is a proper unit, that horse is. It, he'll love the ground. When he won at Fosslass, it was bottomless that day, and he just went through the ground, no problem. I thought he showed good tenacity to win at Weatherby again on testing conditions. Stamina, it looks to be his key suit, and... Um, oh, hopefully they get a good amateur to ride him I don't know I'm not privy to any inside knowledge with oh, I am him. Okay well, Jamie,
1: Jamie Codd apparently uh, there, you go. <laughs> there
2: we go well I, I didn't know that but New Tide we've got regardless mm. of the jockey booking which has now even been mm. more endorsed by the fact Jamie codd has been after well, to ride
1: That's that's the rumour going around
2: Okay well yeah, he, he ticks a lot of boxes for me Tony New Tide
1: uh, the reason what, uh, what's the horse name of the horse um, I'm doing a Neil Channing here. <laughs> um, what's the one that was second to Carefully Selected?
2: Oh, Fours of Milan. Yeah.
1: Uh, that was 2025. Was about a week ago. Then the rumor went uh, was going around after Glenlow got ruled out. Derek O'Connor was been booked for the horse. I think he's shaped really well behind Carefully Selected. He's been right backed into about you know eight to one now, probably because of the jockey rumor. I don't know if he, you know this might be redundant by the time this goes out and. You know, my, a jockeys you know, switch to other horses, but I don't think JP's got another horse in the race after Glenlow come out. I like the way it's shaped behind carefully selected, I think it might be a better conveyance. And if you go back and have a look at that race, and you know, it, it, was, it wasn't was uh, carefully selected, it wasn't going away from it last time. I know it was four lengths in between, but that's nothing. Uh, I think it's like I said, I think it's carefully selected. You'll have your you have your heart in your mouth if it's very stuttery at its fences. It wouldn't be my idea of the horse to back three miles six round Cheltenham in, in very deep ground. Uh, but yeah the price has gone a little bit about that. I must admit I, I have added a little bit of twenties uh, and sixteens fours of my lamb, but at eight to one <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather let it go now. Like a joc- I think jockeys I think it's I it think it's accepted that jockeys are very, very important in this. So yeah. If if the CODs and the Derek O'Connor do get confirmed, they're not gonna drift.
2: It's a, a big angle that if you've got Jamie Codd on new tide and yeah, so, Newtide 12 I'm to 1. Connor on Forza Milan. I think, you know, the, the history tells you that those are the two that you want to be on side.
0: 12 to 1, Skybet and and New Tide. 9 to 1, best price with Hills for Forza Milan. 8 to 1. Uh, and you can get 9 to 1, non run, no bet with Coral as well. Well, Forza. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Neil?
3: I mean, I, I was thinking because I saw the way you carefully selected jump last time, I've got to try and, you know, that feels like a good angle into the race. But the problem is that, again, it's not a brilliant each way raced a bit a fifth first three so I kind of feel like there's a chance it cuts up so you should probably bet a couple each way but I I haven't done anything yet and it's it's probably a race I'm going to leave until the day I think.
0: Right that's the end of day one that's the Tuesday preview thanks very much to Neil Andy, and the for being for giving up their time and giving us their thoughts make sure that you tune in for Wednesday, Thursday and Friday's previews, you can find them on all podcast platforms and on the OddsChecker YouTube channel. So uh, make sure you enjoy the racing and use OddsChecker for the best prices and for all your best each way turn.